0: primary ignition.
1: What is up all of you Ugnats and Jawas out there and happy Revenge of the Fifth. We are dark side mode on this week's episode and shout out to DJ Foster and John Hare for working on that incredible intro music there. And DJ, part of that music collaboration is here on this episode. What's up, DJ? I'm having a good
0: day. Typically, I'm green in the backdrop. But I have these colored lights are fantastic. you know, Caleb's got his. I've got mine and we this is a little behind the scenes. Um, playing with the different colors uh, that I can like pretty much any color you can think of, I can put it up. but I just threw purple on and never thrown purple on. I was like, this looks really good. so I'm I'm gonna probably keep purple going forward. I really like the
1: way this looks. it's it looks slick. it looks it very does. slick. I, it I might have- be
0: the black t-shirt too. I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe, but you're looking mm. very mace, mace window. It looks oh, good though. Hey. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to hit up BA. This is a test if BA is actually listening. Maybe. Oh, ooh. But if not, <laughs> we might Mr. have to Anderson. hit up BA to get your uh, to get your border purple there. Cause yeah, that, it looks good. It, it looks it, really good.
0: I'm I'm even pleased with it on the green. Weirdly, I don't know why. I think it's because it reminds me of the Joker. That's why.
1: It remind. okay, I see that a little yeah, low-key yeah, too. Yeah. That's what yes. I was thinking. Low-key. Well, okay,
0: I guess I'm the more DC. You're probably the sure. more Marvel, but I think so. We're not here to talk about DC no,
1: or Marvel. No, we're not. No. <laughs> we're here <laughs> to talk about Star Wars, man. Yes. And we had a massive uh Star Wars day yesterday. So may the fourth be with you, by the way, but also revenge of the fifth, too. Like we're yes. we're a dark side mode now. So no more celebrating. We're gonna be evil. No, just kidding. We're celebrating this <laughs> this week because Star Wars Day yesterday was great. Was I mean, just, yeah. just before we kind of go into the things that came of yesterday, I just wanted to say that I feel like Star Wars Day yesterday made a huge impact, uh, not oh, just yeah. for us diehard fans, but I feel like a lot of people. We're talking Star Wars yesterday, and it was really good to see on social medias, which, by the way, Mando Talks on social medias at Mando Talk on all of those platforms. But, yeah, Star Wars Day from beginning to end. I mean, we started with a bang and we just kept on going with stuff that they gave us. It it was a great day. What are your overall thoughts on Star Wars Day yesterday?
0: I, I said this at one point to my dad, who, by the way, another small plug here. If you want to check out my Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer reaction, I had my dad, uh, I asked him, Hey, would you want to do this? And he said, sure. So he hopped on and did it with me. So go check out our trailer reaction to Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, teaser trailer number two. So go check Mm -hmm. that out. But I told him, I said, I think that this particular star Wars day is the best, like the most well-organized star Wars day since the Disney acquisition. Mm which I know that was in late 2012 and 2013, you know, there wasn't a lot going on except, you know, some production stuff for episode seven, I think was kind of out there. And, yeah. and and so if you look back over all of that time up to now, yeah, we've had good star Wars days. Like heck, if you go to my YouTube channel, you can go back to 2012 and see a star Wars day video. I did for high school. Okay. It's there
1: to go back and see that.
0: it is very low. <laughs> it's low quality. It's what we could do in sure. high school, you know. But it's, yeah. it's, I'm I'm about 100 pounds lighter, and, um, you know, it, we had fun with it. That's. I wouldn't even plan on talking about that, but there it is. Um, but anyway, you know, I just think that with what Star Wars Day is now, mm-hmm. if they can do what they did yesterday, going forward every time, sure, it'll always go go off without that hitch.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly helps that this Star Wars Day, they have Obi-Wan Kenobi coming in three weeks. So it just naturally made sense to drop a teaser, which we will get to our little breakdown (laughs) where we're really just going to go frame by frame with that teaser. We didn't really like prepare notes or any really commentary with that. We just kind of like to do it fresh together together. Yeah. Uh, on the fly, and not not necessarily on the fly because we're not prepared. Because I I just think that the conversation flows naturally yes, when you do it that I, way. I so agree. I can't wait until we get there. But uh, I mean, DJ, if you're ready, let's go ahead and get into the two behind the scenes kind of projects uh, that we got yesterday in celebration of Star Wars Day. You ready for it, or is there anything else you'd like to? Yeah, get let's
0: into? just let's just say hi real quick to everybody in the chat. Um, we've Good got. Call. John Harris here, of course. Thank you, buddy. I hope you got to catch a little bit of that. And I know it's you made the music, but I hope you caught it at the beginning. <laughs> All right, and then we got Rev Teak, a fellow drummer, by the way. Good, a uh, friend of mine actually. Um, he's whole, he said DJ is evolving in his production. I don't know <laughs> if you mean in the drum side of things or this with the purple. I don't purple. know. I, but it's
1: it, got to be the purple, man. It just looks too good. Looks too. It good. does look really good. I don't <laughs> know.
0: I mean. We'll see. We may keep it. We may not. Well, know. we'll see. But then also Brock 85 says, sup, y'all. I'm here. What's up, Brock? What's up, Brock? And then Glad RF- you can make it live. Yes. And then RFB, Rural farm boy. Mando talk boys, he says. He probably didn't say it like that. That's how I said it. <laughs> um, and then Brock also said he loves the video that we did. So I'm thinking he's talking about the Kenobi reaction. So yes. we, I love it, too. You know, it's a good time. <laughs> so, yeah. But other than that, I'm ready to go, Caleb. I hope you're All ready right. to go. So go ahead and take it.
1: I'm ready to go. Look, the first thing that uh, that I knew about coming on Star Wars Day was this Disney Gallery, the Book of Boba Fett. It was, in fact, dropped on that day of May the 4th. Uh, and we're just going to real quickly give our initial like just big takeaways, if you will. Now, I've prepared kind of a list. I don't know, DJ, have you, you got a list prepared? for you, things? No, or I don't know. You're just going to roll with kind of gonna, my things that I'm okay. going to roll
0: with it. And then if I remember something, I'll just throw it in
1: yeah absolutely well first of all overall review of this disney gallery for the book of boba fett let me just start there before before i get into like the big takeaways that i had this special made me appreciate the show much more than i did beforehand so in that sense i think that this special is a success and i highly recommend to every single star wars fan out there to check this out if you haven't done so already if you haven't done so already we're about to talk about it so spoiler alert with that (laughs) but uh yeah any star wars fan you should watch it because it really gives insight to how they put these things together and like i said i've shared some criticism with the book of boba fett before on this show but this special made me feel better overall about the series that we've gotten so far what about your overall review if you could sum it up
0: yeah it's you know, I'm sure that we'll discuss it more as we go forward. There are things about this. Um, I, it's kind of funny. I think you said you appreciate the show more because of it. Typically, that's what behind the scenes uh, do for me. You know, mm-hmm. I tend to appreciate the project more. I I don't know why, but I even when I was watching, it, I wasn't in a bad mood. I had a great day. You know, it wasn't like anything like that bad happened. It was just for some reason. I don't feel like hmm. it made me appreciate the show more and in a, in a very strange way, it made me appreciate it less.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: Like, okay. I don't really know how, cause I haven't really thought about it a ton, but I've thought about it enough, of course, you know, for tonight, but mm-hmm. it, it was just one of those, like, I, I just, there were things that were mentioned by Favreau and Filoni And then certain little elements here and there that I was just like, I just don't know, you know, and I love the book of Boba Fett, you know, and I love that other people love it too. So I'm not going to, I'm not, this isn't going to be me bashing on it because of this. That's my kind of feeling right now. Now with that being said, like scale of one to 10, as far as behind the scenes go, like a 10 Mm -hmm. being uh, the making of episode one, the Phantom Menace, that's a 10 (laughs) and like, an absolute zero being just some dude on YouTube who just pulled stuff from that documentary, you know, and just uploaded it to get views. Sure. I put Boba, like, you know, it's at a solid six, half, seven. Okay. You know, it's like, it's right. It's a, it's a great documentary. And like yeah, you said, yeah. if you're a star Wars fan, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I really did enjoy watching it. It was just like, there were things about it, like, and I'm sure we'll get into them as we go forward throughout the night. That yeah. was kind of like, you know, okay. All right. You know, let's just, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it in the words right now, but we'll see. No, I totally get get that.
1: I totally get that. So there's kind of our overall reviews of the Disney gallery. Uh, Latest installment with the book of Boba Fett. Now, let's talk about some of the big takeaways from it that at least caught my attention whenever I was given it a watch. First one that caught my attention was that I'm excited to get confirmation that John and Dave are, in fact, using expanded universe material to help them build their stories. Uh, John had like a uh, little comment about how they're pulling from all parts of canon and also EU material to ensure that they're respecting everything that's come before them. Uh, so i i love to hear that any, any anything you want to add to yeah.
0: no i i actually like that okay. i thought that was good because you you want i think with boba fett there's just so much lore whether it's canon or not out there that's like everybody knows about him or like even even just a few weeks ago i was talking to my dad and uh, one of his cousins about the show mm-hmm. and my it's my cousin too but you know his cousin was basically saying um yeah i I read this book years and years ago at 25 years ago but you know it wasn't none of that was really in this and and he knows the difference between legends and canon it's not like i had to sit there and explain the difference to him or anything it was just one of those you could tell that he was expecting something else but he overall was very positive with it and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where i'm at too you know you see a lot of those little things coming into play here i'm glad that um John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, took that into account. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've seen that already a lot. Oh, and for I, sure. And yeah. I knew you and I were going to talk about this because I always come back to Thrawn. He's the mm-hmm. most obvious thing that's been pulled into Canon from legends and there'll be elements in Obi-Wan. I guarantee you there will be because mm-hmm. there were in Boba. I mean, there's just certain little things that they brought in from legends to Canon, not yeah. to appease the fans, but like to add to the story. And yeah, I, that's well, the
1: point. I mean, I think any, any wise creative would check out the expanded universe and yeah and pick out the things that they're like oh that would be wonderful and beautiful in our little canon story that absolutely. we're building here it, it just makes sense for them to use the resources that are available to them so I, yes. I absolutely absolutely love that okay the next thing uh i need to hear sarlacc pit blues the the music little piece <laughs> that uh, tamara and robert rodriguez were playing together i need to hear that in a cantina in an actual show I want to hear somebody like playing that in the background That's just like a little Easter egg for, for, that would us be cool as, as a uh, star Wars fans,
0: you know, take it a step further. Tamara Morrison has put out a musical album before. So I've maybe, seen, yeah, yeah, maybe he does that again and brings Robert Rodriguez on and they do a song and it releases, you know I mean? That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. I think as star Wars fans, you'd, you'd want something like that as like a star Wars adjacent, you know, Like there's a, there's a band out there called Galactic Empire that does Mm -hmm. metal covers of John Williams music. It's just insane that they do this and I love them. And I know John hair loves them too. Um, so it's just one of those kind of funny things that's out there. I would appreciate that, but not just that they were playing music together. I loved that song. The, the Sarlacc blues. That's hilarious. It's perfect. And I think you're right. It needs to be in a cantina something somewhere, Mm -hmm. but I loved the first, you know, kind of the other part of that is that it was not just them, they both happen to play guitar and sing or whatever, it's let's let's watch Robert Rodriguez's process. Mm-hmm. And it's a creative process. And he, oh, he yeah. does the playing the music with the actors. I think that's one of my favorite images that came out of the behind the scenes is Tamara Morrison and full <laughs> Boba Fett guard Boba with a guitar. Fett, yeah. And then they've got Robert Rodriguez Golly. just doing his thing. I just thought that was hilarious.
1: That needs but, to be like my profile picture somewhere. Boba. Just Playing Playing guitar. guitar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What we need to do is we'll we'll get rid of the background, okay, and we'll make him and Robert Rodriguez transparent, Uh and then we'll put the droid drummer from um, oh, what was it? The Sanctuary garcia Flip Sanctuary. Oh, I
1: gotcha. And we'll just
0: have them make a band. Max Rebo's (laughs) in the corner. It'll be a whole thing. It's just Robert Rodriguez and Boba Fett, and then Max Rebo just happens to be. (laughs) be
1: That would be that would be funny. That would be funny. Okay, the next thing that I have here. Uh, Tamara Morrison and Ming Na Their connection that they have off screen. Yes. Gosh, I loved it. And when they were talking about the connection and the friendship that they have, it made me want to see more stories with these two than, like I've I said in my overall review, than I wanted to prior to seeing this behind the scenes special. Like I've I've personally been kind of content now as far as the book of Boba Fett goes. Yeah, but just so I could see their relationship continue mm-hmm. on screen, uh, I would love to see a second season now. If I'm being quite honest,
0: yeah, I mean the story needs to be there first. Sure, I know 100. That you that's know, the
1: that's the main thing for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> and I don't currently see where there's a story. Not that they can't right. do one or write one. They obviously can. I mean, you know, they brought they took the Mandalorian essentially from. Not not from nothing, but essentially, you know, there was no backstory to him or Grogu or a lot of the characters we see there. Mm. So I think it's not that they can't do it. I think it'd be cool to see them continue into second season. What I super appreciated about Ming Na Win in this documentary is her transparency about how much of a fan she is. That's not something that's really come through from like the Mandalorian galleries. Yeah. Um, and but I've seen interviews online with her where she talks about uh, she knew it was going to be Luke, you know, in episode two, even though they all try to keep it a secret. She goes, I knew like it was obvious. Like and, and it was just, she kind of is very coy about it, but it's very funny, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it shows that Ming-Na cares so much about Star Wars. Yeah. But what's so cool at the same time is you don't see the, oh, the, like this too much nerdiness coming off on screen. Mm-hmm. She's able to like subdue it for the time she's acting which i wouldn't i just don't think i could do that i i would be freaking out about being able to ride a bantha like she was off camera while i'm on camera i just i yes. could someone had to be like dj you can't look that way like, what do you want me to, i want a bantha what do you want me to do okay That's <laughs> how so i would be acting during yeah. that time but anyway i love I, you're right relationship fantastic love their dynamic it would be great to see them in the future
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let me hit some of these a little little bit quicker here, just as far yeah. as, you know, us making sure that we get to everything in our show. Uh Robert Rodriguez's method of creating the sand creature, uh, hilarious. Like I yeah. busted out laughing, but I mean, it is kind of genius going about it that way whenever you're restricted to being yeah. at home, because they yeah. were producing this show during the middle of, of the, the pandemic. Pa- yeah. So it, yeah. it was kind of difficult. And it was hilarious, the, the method that Robert Rodriguez used. I loved also Danny Trejo connecting the Rancor to just yeah. our kind of view as humans to dogs. Loved that. That was yeah. quite hysterical as well. But it made sense. It's legit. And then speaking of the Rancor, I did not realize that they made a legitimate Rancor head and shoulders. Really? I didn't know that for this. You didn't, for this you didn't like show. see
0: Danny Trejo's post? After the episode aired of him standing I must next to
1: him I must and the that. puppet. I must Dude, have missed that. That's
0: such a cool image. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'll send Man. it to
1: you. It's well, it, it was it was a uh, new thing to me, and it was really cool. Really cool.
0: It reminded me of, I remember I watched something on CGI, a little mini doc years ago about the Hulk. And if you go back to like the 2003 Hulk versus the 2008 Hulk, it, it, they did like a survey or whatever. And somebody said, which one do you buy as more real? The 2008 Hulk with Edward Norton or the 2003 Hulk with whoever played, you know, the Hulk in that movie. Um, And they actually went with the 2003 one. It's because all of the stuff that you have with 2008 Hulk, it's all everything CGI. The background, Mm -hmm. you know, the Hulk himself, everything. It's just all CGI. Obviously, the Hulk CGI. But in the 2003 Hulk, the backdrops they shot on are all real. It's all a real place. And when you put a CGI character in a real environment, it kind of tricks the human eye, making it believe what it's seeing better. That's why Jar Jar Binks and Watto work so well.
1: <laughs> yeah. okay?
0: And so they take this element of, you know, compositing something real onto something fake, you know, and that creates what we get with the Rancor mm. in, in Boogaboo. And that, I man, I was all about that. I thought that was really cool. Because, again, I just talked about the Hulk for no reason. I, I think that kind of stuff is very important and very cool to know. Mm-hmm. So you buy it even more, Yeah, you know, and then, then breaking down the relationship between the Rancor and Grogu was just that's still. Oh, yes. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was great.
1: That was hundred percent. Great. Okay. Here's my biggest takeaway that I had. Okay. This next, this next thing was by far the thing that has been on my mind the most from this special. And it's this quote from Favreau. He says, to have the backstory of Mandalore show up three seasons into our storytelling. So this quote from Favreau, for me, is a clear indication that they are viewing all of these shows telling one story. Like, we don't need to view this as the Book of Boba Fett season one. Favreau himself is referencing this as a third season. They're telling mm-hmm. this overarching story and and what I made note here, and I'm just going to read it directly because I, I had the time to type it out. So I want to do yeah. my due diligence and make sure I say what I mean to say. People, me included, need to understand that Din Djarin becoming a major part of the series was not a quote unquote rescue for the show or a rescue attempt or effort of attempting to save the show, but a creative decision to tell one overarching story. Now, for you, though, the watcher, the viewer, Din Djarin could have been the part that did, in fact, save the show for you, but that's not what the creatives are trying to do with that character showing up. So I just wanted to make sure that that was portrayed correctly that yeah. was really telling to me as far as where the creative heads are at regarding why Din Djarin came aboard in the book of Boba Fett so heavily
0: yeah and I think that goes back to when we were talking about how is Mandalorian season 2.5 mm-hmm. and quotes like that make it okay that that's the case because yeah. you know we talk about which trilogy is better you know the sequel prequel original I mean people have that debate until they're blue in the face but <laughs> you know i think at the end of the day it's telling one story Mm -hmm. and that's again they know that they they're the ones in the middle of making star wars right now yep so it makes sense that that would translate over to mando and um and boba of course given you know just the whole nature of what they're trying to do and you're right this is something you you, we viewers may view it as a rescue Mm -hmm. it was never a rescue it was never a oh we got to put it in there it was, uh, no, we're telling a story, and I think mm-hmm. that's perfect. I think it's great that they're aware of that, and they're not trying to – I don't think anybody's trying to pigeonhole them into marketing. I used to think that, and then maybe that thought will come back around, but I don't see that here.
1: Yeah, okay, sweet. I think you're going to really appreciate this next one. I'm assuming you will, so I'm just going to let you take the floor. Uh, Doug Chang explaining the in ones return and seeing him ride it, that was really awesome. What did you think of that moment?
0: Anytime – okay, I he I got emotional for him like I I didn't like cry or anything but I was sitting there watching it and he just the 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 what is it the volumes just doing its thing and and shooting the freaking uh, Moss Espa pod race you know route past him and he's just sitting there in this spaceship that he designed Hmm. you know like 20 something years ago and here he is sitting in it again 20 something years later and he even said, I got to sit in it on Phantom Menace. Now I get to sit in again. And it's like they didn't, It's. It, I don't think they did this. I don't know. It's like they kept the whole thing from him. Like they don't want to show anything to him. Then it's like, okay. Hmm. Bring it in the set. Go get Doug, get Doug down here right now. And he walks in and he's like, oh my God, that's how I th- I'm i viewing it. He's looking okay. at it like, oh my gosh, you guys built this thing. Like he's, he didn't know, like he didn't know anything about it. That's how I'm viewing it. <laughs> Until somebody says otherwise that's how I'm going to I'm going to live my life okay <laughs> but he sits in it gets up and he goes you guys did a good job and I'm like come on Doug show some more emotion <laughs> cuz he's a very he's a very reserved guy and that's understandable yeah. but at the same time I was like dude if I was him I would be having a straight up conniption fit yeah. so I loved it seeing him get to get to be a part of that it's kind of like a lot like when George Lucas saw Grogu and held mm-hmm. him and then that that sure. image broke the internet yeah, it did. You know, and it's. I think it's still breaking the internet.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it is, yeah. But Anything same, Grogu breaks the internet still to this day.
0: Very, very <laughs> true, very true. But I, I very much appreciated this as a behind-the-scenes fan. Caleb, You know what do you, what do you want to say about it?
1: I mean, I just thought it was, like you said, not, I, can you imagine the emotions of that moment? I mean, I, I wouldn't I have can. been able to hold it together like he did No, for me personally. I, I'm no. sure he had it internally, but he's just really good at keeping it all together i guess we
0: we all need to approach life the way doug Chang does yeah (laughs) just to be very reserved very calm about it and hope hope it all works out
1: (laughs) yeah that's not most star wars fans i don't think (laughs) it isn't (laughs) (laughs) okay let me group together all of my because we get into the luke skywalker aspect of it here for again we we said it a heavy amount in this thing not surprised at all, But let me group all of these things together and then I'll pass it to you, DJ, to get your thoughts on it. Uh, they are still referencing Luke Skywalker as Plo Koon in scripts. I thought that was hilarious because Rosario Dawson thought she was coming to the set to shoot a scene with Plo Koon. Uh, yeah. The body performer, which they kept saying was Graham, I don't know the full name, looks just like Luke Skywalker, they could easily just make this dude the new Luke. Now, I don't know about his necessarily delivery and things like that, but he looks the part, at least Uh, the technology behind Luke's face portrayal. I'm not even going to try to explain it, but it's definitely more mind blowing. This go around compared to season two of The Mandalorian. And then the last thing as far as Luke Skywalker goes is I have the opinion that we are definitely not done with the character Uh, based off of this quote from Dave Filoni in this special, he said, I think Luke is a really, really good mentor for Grogu. Now he could just be saying that based on this one season. I don't think so, though. I think they're going to cross paths at some point, some way in another one of these shows. Could be Mandalorian, could be Ahsoka. Doesn't matter. They've already shown that they are more than willing to bring these characters into uh, shows that are not the Mandalorian. So we'll see. Could be soon. Could be uh, later down the road. But those are the big Luke things that I took away. DJ, what are your thoughts on the Luke Skywalker stuff we got in this special?
0: This is where I was alluding to at the beginning of this discussion where I have I take issue with certain things Mm -hmm. because I I still think you and I should have a a stream that we dedicate just to discussing the consequences of this technology. Mm. Um, I I still think it's one of these things that I just, it's ethically speaking, I have a hard time with it. Now, I feel better knowing Mark Hamill's behind it. Yeah. But I just, there's just something beyond like what happens when Mark Hamill is no longer on this earth? Well,
1: I know they're contractually obligated to get permission from their family members. I get,
0: I get that. But Mm -hmm. what happens when those things don't are no longer a thing? What if that stops, you know? And I just, I take issue with that. I, 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 you know, it's, it's a whole other discussion. Um, and I don't want to dive into it now mainly because we don't have time, but (laughs) I do like that Mark Hamill's there because Mm -hmm. it means so much to me as a fan that Mark Hamill has put his stamp of approval on this Mm -hmm. and watching him. I mean, he is however old he is and he's wearing the return of the Jedi garb. I can't, I can't really be that upset about it. I really can't because it's too cool. It's just too cool that he's there. I mean, it's, 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 it's beautiful thing. So the watch him do Luke Skywalker in this era is incredible and it's something that's like man it's like really overdue but it's super neat now where i really take up issue with this is they don't dive in to the deep fake technology stuff enough for me Mm. like i know they went into great detail on disney gallery with uh, season two with mando but i wanted it more because they brought in that guy from youtube or not YouTube or wherever. Yeah, you
1: know? no, it was YouTube. They they mentioned him um, in the I, in the special, wanted... but they didn't show like him doing anything.
0: No, and that's and I think that there's a reason that they're not showing it. You know, maybe they want to keep that a secret for a little while until they, you know, maybe that is because they like keep the
1: technology to themselves.
0: Yes, and yeah. there was another you know reference to that. I think with um, Cad Bane's makeup, you know, mm-hmm. they said like, we we you but know we we to wanna... go... yeah right yeah, and I think that that was kind of a reference not indirectly to the Luke stuff. It just kind of all works together that way. So, or maybe that's the editors of this doc saying, Hey, just to let you know, we're not showing it, but I was a little bummed by that. And, Hmm. but it was nice to know that they, they did reference that. And that's where I take a bit of an issue with it. I would have appreciated more depth on that. Like, Maybe there's more depth coming. I don't know, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, Book of Boba Fett, I mean, not Mandalorian season two got two Disney Gallery specials, you know, one about the whole season, one about Luke Skywalker. Maybe there's another of Boba Fett thing coming. You know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not going to, I'm not holding out for it, but I just wish there'd have been a little more here. Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm like, I, I have the dilemma, but I appreciate what they're doing. I like mm-hmm. that Mark's there, but I also want to see him this guy who got famous on YouTube now working for Lucasfilm. Like I want to see all that, you know, and it's not being put out there for us and it takes a minute.
1: Well, and I think that you're probably correct in saying they don't want to show that stuff because they don't want maybe other production companies catching up to their technology. Now they're eventually going to catch up, but I mean, they have the, they probably have like a two to two year window, maybe to do this exclusively. And maybe other companies can't do it and, and for the mm-hmm. next two years. And they want to keep that to be the only to, to be the ones that can say, oh, we're the ones that started this. Yeah. We're the ones that uh, kicked this off and and sent the industry like the volume with it. Yeah, exactly. Because like the, exactly. even they
0: use the volume on the Batman. Right. Which I did watch the behind the scenes on that, by the way. I haven't nice. told you that. It was nice. fantastic. It was a good like hour <laughs> and a half of TV. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I want to real quickly, because RFB is having a. Great conversation with Blue Harvest Bricks in the chat. What but up? RFB said, I mean, yeah, hello, Blue Harvest Bricks. Glad you're here. All the way from the UK, um, which I love pointing that out. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> um, but RFB said, in reference to people working on these shows, says all of ILM and Lucasfilm, they're just big kids. And Look at the smiles. They're just kids telling us stories. And that is 100% true. And it's that is very evident in the Apple uh, documentary that we're going to talk about here in just a second too mm-hmm. but then blue harvest bricks goes on and says that's why they do such a good job because they are fans and big kids just like us and you're right at the end of the day we're all just big kids here having a lot of fun
1: yes we um, are
0: so yeah I, I just wanted to throw that in there really quick so make sure a their voice is heard and b you know it goes perfectly with what you and i are talking about right now and so anyway
1: there's no that. yeah <laughs> absolutely glad you threw that in there because that is a great conversation great conversation now the final thing and, and all of that stuff with luke that is something that here here we go again this is another week we're saying oh we'll talk about it we'll talk about episode. it eventually <laughs> we got like five ideas now five ideas it's hey, like four or five okay, yeah though. whenever star wars finally decides to not put out a show we'll have content for when it's like a dead period you know it'll be time to like digest <laughs> it all
0: yeah yeah it'll be good or dissect well, but-
1: it <laughs> The last thing that uh, I had to say about the gallery is they really didn't mention Cad Bane until like the last five minutes. I could have spent some more time with them discussing this character, but they really just kind of set him to the side. Maybe five minutes of content, maybe maybe not even that, honestly. And then they got into like the emotional wrap up of, oh, this is Star Wars, we're family. I can't wait to continue to do more stuff with characters, yada yada yada. But I could have, I could have enjoyed more Cad Bane stuff. Me too. That's
0: the other big issue I have with this doc is the two big things you need to talk about are your two huge cameo appearances, that being Luke and Cad Bane. Yet they don't do it. You know, yeah. and it's like, come on. Uh, I'll leave it at that for now on that one.
1: Fair enough. Well, listen, those were my big takeaways with the Disney Gallery, the Book of Boba Fett special. Uh, Again, overall review, watch it. If you haven't, you'll get some great insight. You'll get probably differing opinions like me and DJ have here as far as just overall. Uh, You appreciate appreciated it. You're just you just have a kind of a different take with it at the end of the day, which is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. All right. You ready for the next one? I 100% am. Well, you're going to have the floor on this. I did have the That's time right. to good. watch this. Good. Uh, I good. was a little nervous today. <laughs> today was rough. We had yeah. car issue after car issue, but uh, we're over that. It was Revenge of the Fifth. We definitely had some <laughs> Sith action going on in the Keller household. But anyway, I got to watch <laughs> this. But since DJ's the behind-the-scenes guru, if you will, oh well, uh, you're going to talk about this exclusively. <laughs> Behind the Mac, Skywalker Sound has been released on the Apple YouTube channel to give a behind-the-scenes look at the artists who make the sounds of a galaxy far, far away. So it's about 16 minutes really cool yeah really cool i was m- very surprised and pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at how much i enjoyed watching this thing for 16 minutes dj take it away
0: this was okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> um the introduction <laughs> Whatever. um no I, I i got to sit down and watch this uh kind of yesterday evening you know around eight o'clock or so and and um and it was kind of hard to watch it at first because uh, my daughter was screaming. <laughs> I'm trying to sure. like feed her. I'm holding this is me holding her and holding the bottle. I'm trying to like feed the for audio listeners watch YouTube. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to feed her, but she's not really wanting to eat and she's sleepy. And it's just one. of. So, yeah, I went at watched it while all that's happening. But then I she went to bed and I rewatched it to mm-hmm. kind of just take it all in because it, this is one of those things that it's so short that you almost have to watch it twice to really take it all in. Yeah. Cause it's just not, it's not just star Wars stuff. They're talking about, they're talking about Jurassic park. They're talking about mm-hmm. space balls of all things,
1: cars, it's
0: cars. I mean, and then there's uh, uh Incredibles two was in there. For of course. randomly,
1: uh, Iron Man showed I, up. Oh
0: yeah. I mean, all that stuff was great. And to see, you know, you got people from the very beginning of, of Skywalker sound to today working still, you know, that's 40 some odd years of history that they're pouring into this 16 minute, you know, documentary, Mm -hmm. but I loved it because there are just certain things like about it. Like my behind the scenes, you know, I don't even know what to call it. vein, you know, brain, whatever you call it, is just like going nuts because I've told my wife. I don't think I've ever said this publicly or anybody else, but my wife. But I've always wanted to be a foley artist. Okay. And for those of you that don't know what a foley artist is, and who haven't watched this, this will show you exactly what it is. But every little thing you see or do that that they do is they take different little things and like here I have a I have a Dr Pepper can here, and they they turn that into something. You know. Right. 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 But right. but if you're watching the screen. And you don't record all the motions of hands rubbing together. You do that after the fact that's a Foley artist job. And I, I've always been intrigued by that. because I, I mean, I loved Ben Bird's sound design. I never thought I had the technical know-how to do sound design, but I can stand in front of a screen and stomp my feet when a character on the screen stomping their feet. Right. You know, yeah. it's, and truthfully, there is a little bit of a magic touch to it. It's not 100%. that easy, but I, I really just, am, I don't know. It's such a weird thing to be infatuated with because I am. And I think it goes back to Revenge of the Sith. I remember this is, I'm going to be real nerdy here real quick. in the Revenge of the Sith, you know, behind the scenes making of Anakin's like movement during the Battle of Mustafar is made up of like a, le- a piece of leather, uh, a drill, like a, a power drill. And like two or three other like a musket, like they just like are just jumping up and down with this stuff, rubbing it together, making it be Anakin moving while fighting Obi Wan. You may never even hear that stuff when you're watching the movie, but it's in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm just enamored and infatuated with this. And so these elements that they're taking and putting into movies and then taking clips from Star Wars movies and showing us what it all sounds like without the sounds and stuff like that, you know, it's so cool to me. And if you at all like, you know, sound design, if you think behind the scenes is, is something you are into or you want to get into, this is like the documentary. I would Wait, put the, what, what was that? I was just
1: going to say hundred, like it had me thinking, man, this would be a job. It's going to be is the dream job. It's, right the, it's the best
0: <laughs> job I think you can have in film. Mm -hmm. You know, truly, because I I mean, when I went to college, I started college 10 years ago, this coming fall. Okay. And I was going to go into broadcasting and I I didn't pursue that. Although I guess you could call this broadcasting, (laughs) but um, I didn't go into that in a professional sense, but I, I wanted to be a filmmaker so bad that I wanted to do anything I could. And I still, there's this part of me that wants to be a filmmaker so bad But watching this, it's like that's the kind of filmmaking I want to do because that that seems not just that it's it's not that it's easy. It just looks so much fun. That's that's the coolest thing about this documentary to me is that it's pure, uh, unadulterated fun. And that's that's why the behind the mac was so good to me. So that's it. That's all I'll say about it. I'll give it (laughs) back to you, Caleb. If you want to add anything.
1: No, everything you said, honestly, perfect analysis and feels that I got from watching it as well so yeah that's another another behind the scenes project production that uh, they put out on star wars day that again any and every star wars fan you need to check out because it'll make you appreciate the efforts and the work that really goes into these stories that we're so critical of like overly critical way too critical because there are way too many people putting everything they've got into it to where honestly sometimes we just we just need to shut up, and we just need to enjoy. We just <laughs> need to enjoy the content that they give us because it's great. Okay, speaking of great content, the Obi wan Kenobi official teaser trailer. I'm gonna keep talking like that because it's so amazing. It's a little no. too a little <laughs> too William <laughs> Shatner. This this, uh, this this show. <laughs> it came out like six. No, it was about seven a.m. here locally. Yeah, uh, super early, and you know what? All the West Coast people that you were sleeping for three hours, and that's revenge for you being able to Feel stay up late the pain. to watch <laughs> a show. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yes, I'm just playing. I love all of our West I'm Coast not. listeners. I love all of our West Coast listeners, yes, viewers, yes, whatever. <laughs> but us east, us southern and east coast folks yeah. really appreciated this because as soon as I woke up. Boom! Obi Wan Kenobi trailer. Let's go! Let's yeah. go! I was so hyped. It was the perfect way to kick off Star Wars Day. Incredible. I mean, you know, are, I, 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 ob- I, I think know. you've you've shared overall thoughts, so, but but reiterate. He,
0: here's the funniest thing about this trailer to me. Yeah. I you texted me and was like, dude, it's out. <laughs> and but then like, but 20 minutes before that, you're like, do you want to do the trailer reaction today? Mm. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm thinking. It won't come out until like in the <laughs> evening on Kimmel is what right. I'm thinking is going to happen. <laughs> but then it just, of course it drops and you're like, Oh, Hey, it's out. And I was like, crap. And so here's what ha- I just need y'all to understand. I didn't get to watch this trailer until like 1 PM. Mm-hmm. And that was horrible for me. Dude, that's, yeah, that's- I, I hated, hilarious. I hated waiting And here. Like I hadn't, I didn't get to drop my daughter off with, with her grandmother until 10 o'clock. So it was eight o'clock when you text me. So two hours. I can't, I can't like do a reaction while holding a three month old, you know, it's just not going to work. And then I drop her off with, uh, with my mom. And then I I come to work and I'm somewhere between home and work. And I work with my dad. So I was like, Hey, do you want to do this with me thinking we'll knock this sucker out right now? Yeah. And then sure enough, he goes, no, we've got some people, you know, who are having a meeting. Let's wait until, you know, they're done with their meeting. And I was like, OK, I'm thinking it's gonna be like an hour. They were here for like two hours. It was <laughs> it was mind numbing. It was just horrible. Yeah. So by the, by the time they left and everything settled, he goes, all right, you want to go to lunch? And I was like, yeah, we'll go to lunch. So we went to this Chinese <laughs> place, ate lunch, came back, did the reaction. Finally,
1: <laughs> so you it go. was like.
0: Why did it take all day? That's That's how I feel
1: like with every trailer, because they usually come out like nine, ten. Like while you're at work. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm teaching it and I can't and I like to I I don't like to be fake. I'm going to do a genuine reaction. I want to watch it for the first time when the camera is actually on. me. Yes. And so I usually have to wait until like five o'clock in the evening to actually finally see it. So it's a pain that I didn't think you were going to have to experience. I promise I did not have (laughs) inside knowledge to the fact How that they were going to release it super early How could or you? else yeah. I would have said, uh, we'll figure it out some other way, but yeah, I you mean, did a great job. And I'm glad well, you got to you. do it. You, I'm, I'm glad, glad I got to as glad well. Y'all got to do it. It was great. Yes. I love the, the father son dynamic that it was, was going very
0: on. to me. Okay. Another small element to this before we actually get into the trailer. Yeah.
1: Before we, yeah,
0: we're going to, we're going to go a little over time tonight. <laughs> so All good. babe, Babe, if you're watching at home, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, um, I, my dad showed me the Revenge of the Sith trailer uh, in 2004 or five, whenever it released the first teaser, mm-hmm. um, after he picked me up from school. So he actually picked me up from school and brought me home, and we watched it together. So for me, it was kind of a full circle moment. I'm now oh, getting cool. to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi, the, the show trailer with my dad, and I saw Revenge of the Sith. You know, it just was a cool moment for me. Yeah. That was the main reason why I was like, Hey dad, do you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, we'll do it. And I, I don't think he knew that, but like for me, it was just one of those, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this, you know? So for me, it was really special. And I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he he said yes. If he said no, yeah, whatever, you know, we'll watch it together regardless. But you know, it's one of those things just, I'm glad it worked out the way it did.
1: Yeah, no, it was super cool. It, it was very cool. I'm I'm really good. I've said it already, but great dynamic. I just loved it. I could watch it. <laughs> All day. Okay, so let's officially get into our analysis. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait anymore. We need to do this. Um, just wow! What an incredible teaser. I, I mean, know. I have to. My first thoughts here, and, and then we'll we'll take it frame by frame like we we normally do. I think this is just an opinion. I think the teaser trailer only shows shots of the first two episodes. The ones that are going to release on the premiere date, meaning that what we had talked about last week, I believe that the shots that they're showing of Vader is at the end of episode two to tease up Mm. episode three. And at the very end, they'll like show more to that scene, like where it's maybe his Hayden Christensen's face and then all of a sudden comes down the Vader helmet and then cut. We're ready for episode three the next Wednesday, I guess. That's those are my current thoughts, my current thoughts on that.
0: I think you're right, but, like, my emotions currently are what RFB just put in the chat. He just says, dot, 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 just, (laughs) dot, 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 dot. Like, I I just, I can't even, like, hardly fathom what's happening here. If you you watched our trailer reaction, the biggest takeaway for me was watching Vader's chest plate go into his chest, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And Zach Horvath says, incredible trailer. Yeah, I mean... It 100% is an incredible trailer, but watching that thing go into his chest, that's enough for me. Honestly, (laughs) if that was the whole teaser, I'd have said, all right, let's just, you know, pack it up. Let's go. You know, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I actually just seen that. Yeah. but for what it's worth, the whole trailer. Incredible. Absolutely. Those are my, that's my thoughts right now. They're incredible.
1: Let's get into it. Frame by frame. Shall we? You ready? Absolutely. Okay. So we start off with the Lucasfilm logo, you know, dust, sand, yada, yada. But we get this first little ship. I haven't seen this ship before going to this new planet. I'm assuming this one that's like b- very Blade Runner styled. Um, the, uh, yeah, Dayu. Dayu. You're, yeah. I keep forgetting the name. I, but what do you think of just that opening shot? I mean, the, going to that. The
0: that ship, the, 100%, I think he's going to Dayu. but. Yeah. That particular ship looks a lot like uh, Ochi of Bestoon ship from Rise of Skywalker, but it's not it's not the same one. It just right. I mean, it could be, but I don't think it is, but it just looks different to me. And I'm always appreciative of new ships coming into Star Wars, you know, um, even if it like the N1 Starfighter Mando, it's different, you know, it's not new, but it's different. And then I like when the ghost, when I first started watching Rebels and saw the ghost, I was like, that's different. But I like it because it still looks Star Wars. This still looks Star Wars. This mm-hmm. first shot. So I think it's a cool, cool shot, to say the least.
1: Yeah. Then we get these stormtroopers and the fifth brother walking through the streets of that planet. And then we get to this uh, shot of the three Inquisitors on Tatooine. The Grand Inquisitor leading the pack looks great. These three really do look better together they look intimidating yeah. they look the part i love the addition of a cape for the grand inquisitor i think that that look i think that's a smart choice for live action grand inquisitor uh just love this shot what do you think
0: i think the i didn't even think about the cape being a new addition um star wars is capes in a way when you think about it <laughs> yeah cape capes is star wars star wars is capes um i i think this is really neat because since I've been re-watching Rebels the last few days, and there's a lot of Grand Inquisitor stuff, obviously, in the first season. And to see all these guys on screen together is really cool. But the cape, as you pointed out, I would like to see him lose it somehow in mm. this series, and that'd be why he doesn't have it at all in Rebels. Absolutely. That'd just be kind of interesting. What if it's
1: like a... I don't know. Like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Like when Jedi
0: just shed their robes?
1: No like a ranking kind of thing and vader just rips it off of him out of disgust that would be You don't deserve this no because (laughs) vader would just kill him
0: he would just kill him yeah but okay one other thing about the shot where do these three get the audacity to just land their ship in the middle
1: of a in a normal street it makes more sense than boba fett walking 25 miles in two minutes
0: it (laughs) one well yeah you're right but I mean, like, how many times have you been like driving down the road and like the Amazon truck just stops in front of you and you're like, "Dude, get, pull over!" You know, like, I, I happens to me all the time. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> There's actually an Amazon distributing warehouse like five minutes from where I currently am. Sure. So yeah. it's like, what, what, move. <laughs> so anyway, I, I would be if I was a, I get. I'm assuming this is like Moss Eisley or Anchorhead or maybe Moss Espa. I don't know. I'm just looking at this and be like, dude, what move your freaking car like that's how i'm looking at it anyway uh Fair. it's a little funny thing but still I, the, you're right back to your original point these three look better together yes it's, it's the tr- it's the cheerleader effect from how i met your mother for you mm-hmm. how i met your mother fan uh, fans oh i'd, I'd be in, i'd Great. be interested to know if we have any how i met your mother fans in-
1: if we do we need to start a podcast because i could talk about that show that's for sure Okay, that's surprising. Next, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> uh, the next frame, we get the fifth brother kind of looking at some Tatooine civilians. Uh, not much analysis there. Uh, let's see what keeps going. We get this familiar shot of the Grand Inquisitor. We've seen it in the previous trailer, so nothing really to add there. Then we see Reva walking by a bunch of Tatooine civilians, kind of lined up. So maybe there's some form of interrogation going on in these moments. And then we get the Obi Wan looking to young Luke anything that uh, I didn't mention there in those little frames, DJ, that stands out to you.
0: The thing, honestly, the thing that stands out the most to me is the shot of the fifth brother Um, because Mm. it, it slowly shifts its perspective from the back of his head to this person that's between him. And it looks like that's, Oh, that's uncle Owen back there behind her. So I think this is the way it is. Yeah. So it's kind of neat that there's this one person in between him and Owen, which it's like once it's like two was one more step away from Luke, which is just insane to think about. Mm-hmm. But I I'm curious as to what this person's role is, because I think this person's going to die. And I'm just kind of curious about it. So hmm. it's just I, that I could it, see where yeah. like
1: every every other civilians kind of parting and getting out of the way. And right. she, maybe she's just kind of resisting. And yeah, you're right there. There could be some. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at there. going on there. But uh, RFB says Anchorhead. As far as the location, that would make sense. That would line up with reports and things that have kind of been there online. Okay. I think the next thing in the trailer is arguably the best stuff in, excuse me, the the best stuff in the trailer, and that's Obi-Wan and Uncle Owen conversating about how Luke needs to be trained, and Owen, with the burn of the the century, even more burnt than Anakin on Mustafar. 100%. uh, like you trained his father, excuse me, sir, N- definitely not. And and speaking of Zach, Zach was in the chat a moment ago. We were texting about the trailer earlier Trailer earlier in the week, and Owen is 1,000% in the right for feeling this way yes. and looking out for Luke. And that's what makes this dynamic and this potential confrontation that these two characters could have with each other, at least verbally. I know they're not going to get in a fight or anything like that, but this verbal confrontation that they're going to come to it, it's going to be so great so cool because you can yeah. see both ends of the discussion like i 100 see what obi-wan's trying to say but i 100 also see what owen is trying to say and i can't wait to see these two incredible actors go face to face like that it's going to be great.
0: yes and for me this is perfect because it goes back to what we we're talking about with our legends discussion earlier where we're seeing parts of legends come in in this moment mm-hmm. um and but this stuff's already canon so it's just for me as a fan of just the the Lars family, I think it's really cool to see that coming to fruition. And not mm-hmm. to mention, I, I also had this thought just a minute ago while I was listening to you just talk. You know, you said – I don't know what you said, but you said something that made me think about Owen really just not wanting to do anything with Luke here mm-hmm. um, and give him over to Obi-Wan. I wouldn't be surprised if his – Personal opinion of the Jedi has been soured by what happened to Anakin. Mm. I think, you know, because there's there's, we see elements of it where, especially in the sequel trilogy, where people are just under the impression that the Jedi never existed or they were a myth. And that's only 30 or 50 years removed. And the Mm. people thinking it's a myth that's insane. And so here's a guy who knew a Jedi, at least one, now knows two for sure. And he's sitting here thinking, okay, um, maybe you're just all messed up. You know, it's it's a soured opinion of the Jedi. And Obi-Wan is, you know, somebody I don't think who you should have a sour opinion of as a Jedi. I think he's a very mm-hmm. respectable Jedi in comparison to like uh, Kia Mundi, uh, You mm-hmm. know, just for example, he's a he's a jerk, that guy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I have a very sour opinion of Kia Mundi. But anyway, um, I, I just a lot happening with this scene and yeah. – I, I guess I'm veering into speculation, so I'll stop. But I'm really excited to see what else they do with Owen and Baru uh, mm. in the
1: show. In the show. Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. We keep rolling, and we get streaming May 27th. We see Reva at this. Is it called? What, what's this place? Their temple.
0: You would you would ask me that right now. Um not I, I'm, I, I'm, not, mad at, I'm not mad at you for asking me. Um <laughs> Fort Fortress Inquisitorious. Yes, that's
1: it. Is that, that is it? it? That, that is it. the
0: most oh my gosh. It's so it's almost not Star Wars. Hmm. It to me, it's such a weird, like <laughs> it makes sense because like even Death Star makes sense, but it doesn't. Like you yeah. could it's like you couldn't have come up with something better than the Death Star. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it's a great name. You know, we know it, we love it fortress mm-hmm. inquisitorious i'm not behind it yet but <laughs> I, I mean I, I think i'll get there eventually it's just a weird fair couple enough. of words you know yeah that's all but it's cool it's cool it's a great it's a great concept
1: fair enough well she arrives and then she goes into this room where there are other inquisitors around surrounding this table uh can't tell exactly what this table is trying to do but i'm assuming that it might have something to do with finding kenobi's location is
0: this indira varma on the right no okay
1: i do not believe it is because that's one thing that i did notice watching this teaser is i didn't spot her once
0: okay i thought that was her
1: it could be it it could be but i i didn't think it was because i remember pausing on that for a minute and thinking is that her and i didn't think it was but it, it could be it could be
0: wait rfb said something in the chat that i'm not sure about she he uh, he says "Nur of a moon of mustafar is that what's on the map because i i don't i don't know what the, if you're if you're pointing to something near mustafar
1: is this fortress on that moon
0: oh i could see that
1: because it would make yeah. sense because no. Nah. Darth Vader's right He's next right door. There.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm going to shoot over there real quick and, you know, chop yeah. someone's head off real fast. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did mention another Inquisitor here. Is that the same one from Rebels, who's also with the fifth brother in that second or third season of Rebels?
1: Ooh, that's a great question.
0: It looks like her to me.
1: It looks like her, yeah.
0: I'm going to say it's her until otherwise yeah, it's proven. We're going
1: to say, yes, it's her until probably RFB confirms or denies. How about that? his rfb he's got it he's got it going on (laughs) he does all right then we get tatooine kenobi striding on an eop
0: always Uh, a good time
1: probe droids are blasted from this fortress i mean it could is it a probe droid yeah well it, it makes the noise Oh, you're right. My bad.
0: Bad. <laughs> you're right my
1: bad. What an inhor- a horrible <laughs> All right, then we're back on this new planet and we see Reva overlooking the blasting that's going on of that we've seen Obi-Wan yeah. shoot with that blaster earlier yeah. in or later in this trailer but in the first teaser trailer that we got. And what's next? Then we get this. W- it was kind of weird for me. The- this next part's kind of weird. The image that they used that was like it kind of looks like test shooting for revenge of the sith that they just used
0: (laughs) it's definitely a production photo of of ewan mcgregor as obi-wan but (laughs) even like further it just makes you think like of course we're all dorks here you know mando talk and as star wars fans but we're gonna look at this and be like okay why would obi-wan kenobi need to take a picture? You know, for, for right. does he need, have an ID badge to get into the temple or to the Senate building? Why does he need his picture taken? Is it his driver's license photo? I Look, I, this is a stupid thing to wonder, but it's where my head is. Why do they have this? It's not like they caught him and then lost him because they'd have caught him. They'd have killed him. Okay, that's bar none. That's what would have happened. You know how mm. sometimes like they take the picture of the mugshot. And then Jerry Seinfeld has this joke where he's like, that's why they always get you from the front and then the side. The side is because they were leaving and they said, oh, we lost him.' That's how you, you never can find the guy after he's disappeared. Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. does a better job. I'm not a comedian. But <laughs> regardless, that this is what it looks like a mugshot. It, it's just yeah. a, you're weird. You're, you're right. Not you're weird. This is weird. You're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am weird. But uh, secondly, <laughs> I think it's just a Jedi archives kind of thing that they pulled. Like I'm tr- I've am i been when you said that I was trying to think back maybe in Rebels or in Clone Wars, if there was ever like a missing Jedi and they had like a holographic image of that missing Jedi to display to the. Yeah. Oh, you're
0: in, cl- like in Clone Wars. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's what so I'm maybe, trying to think of. I'm over. I'm over I think it's like it. a
1: safety measure. A Jedi archives kind of thing.
0: <laughs> Look at Jocasta new looking out for us. It's, Absolutely. Gotta love you. Gotta love, you gotta love her. Savior.
1: OK, then we get four that's one hundred percent Forlom. I mean, one thousand. And this is when Rev is saying, like, "I'll hire any bounty hunter to go and get this dude." Basically, it, it was it was full blown
0: confirmation of who, who this guy is. When she says that, I mean, like, as soon as she says, "I'll get every bounty," oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it's like, "Oh, that's the guy from it's Cool, you know? It's like, yeah, of course he's there, <laughs> you know. I, <laughs> I don't know it's it's silly, but like you see you see a guy from Empire Strikes Back, you're like, okay, all right, yeah. I'm here <laughs> for it. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, okay, it's you, McGregor. He's fighting for long. He doesn't have a lightsaber. He's got a blaster.
1: Why is he got a blaster? I don't know. It's uncivilized. Move on. You're just another like another thing. Come- yeah, That's another thing. We haven't seen a full reveal of Vader, but. We haven't seen a full reveal of Obi-Wan Kenobi using his lightsaber yet. I'm okay with that, though. It makes sense. Like, why would he? E- he's, he's trying to hide. Well, it's like when he goes to the cantina
0: in episode four, it's almost like he knows that he's not coming back. Yeah. It's like everything's converging into this moment for him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like, Psh, cut this dude's arm off. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. You know, like he doesn't give a rip. Right now, Obi-Wan's like, I'm on the run. My job's not complete. And that's why he's got the blaster. But proficient with it. Very. You know? I mean, he did deadly. kill three with one. So.
1: True. I imagine. Very true.
0: You think he has weird PTSD? Like, every time he pulls. Like, he's just, so used to using the lights. Every time he pulls the trigger, he's like, ah, Grievous. You know? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to shoot you like I did the robot guy. Boom, boom. You know? <laughs> Is it something like that? Probably I can see it. Probably not.
1: <laughs> Actually, I could see that. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh man only at mando talk you can get this kind of analysis you're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> look next shot i'm interested with this shot uh it's kenobi fighting off um a zabrak yes and it i don't know what's going on with the clothing here as far as kenobi goes it looks like he's got like a light blue just
0: is it a nightgown
1: <laughs> yeah it's like a gown almost covering his jedi robes because you can kind of see his belt underneath maybe he's just emulating the big lebowski is he imprisoned that's where i was going dude, like that's what might, i thought at first he may
0: have on prison garb maybe he did get captured dude and he's breaking free oh absolutely i'm here for it
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
0: all that's good stuff i like that idea that that was just my thought prison break obi-wan sounds perfect that'd be a whole episode he gets arrested he breaks out that's the whole episode That'd be be really cool. Or the cliffhanger will be he gets arrested.
1: Maybe at the end of episode one. And then episode two, he breaks out.
0: No, no, no. It'd be later. Really? Yeah, it'd be
1: later. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, next shot. The fortress again and a moneymaker shot immediately after purge troopers. Those are purge troopers from Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't even notice that. Pretty hyped by that. That is really sick. Dude, and Miss Sunflower cool. says hello there. And I say uh, I hello there love. back to you. Great shot. Sorry, you have to <laughs> say it back. I can't say that back. So that's all you. That's all yeah,
0: you. <laughs> I don't do a good grievous. I can't do uh, a grievous,
1: great man. shot here. We got normal troopers, we've got Imperial officers purge troopers i'm trying to see if there's anything else other than obviously reva right in the middle yeah i mean it's it's... i'm not spotting anything else but i'm assuming this is on the fortress now um who is coming to this fortress that makes her react that way is a question i mean obviously your thoughts could go to kenobi but i mean That'd that'd be cool if Kenobi tries to get there and wipe out as many as possible.
0: It's possible that he's imprisoned at the fortress and that's where he breaks out. And Hmm. then when he breaks out, everybody's like red alert. And I don't, I'm not trying to make a pun because there's a red lightsaber. Like they go red alert, get him, you know? Mm -hmm. And then of course, like we're going to get into in just a second. She starts screaming at Obi-Wan.
1: Yeah. Well, now she was screaming at him at that new planet, correct?
0: I don't. I don't know. We'll get there. We're yeah, skipping we ahead a little. There. F- We're skipping we ahead there. Yeah, but this um, shot's awesome.
1: It is a great shot. Next shot, we get Kenobi killing some troopers. We see an Imperial probe droid uh, wiped out behind him. So I'm assuming that he's the one that did that. But again, he's using a blaster. And then we see like this droid kind of Iron Man mix mashup kind of thing. Don't know what's going on with that. This is a completely new character uh, that I'm aware it- of. Of. his
0: blaster looks just like a b1 battle droids blaster
1: kenobi's no 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 no. the droid, the droid the, yeah the, and see i don't think i don't know if it's a droid either like is it Whoa. possible for somebody to be in there dude that is a,
0: first of all it is a droid he's only it got is? like he's got three very clunky looking fingers okay okay um secondly that is a b1 battle droid blaster OK, like that's, nice. a, that's I, I forgive me for my nerdiness. I know this because of action figures when I was a kid. All yeah. of the all the Phantom Menace people like Panaka and, and Padme, they all came with this this blaster. So mm-hmm. I knew it was a droid blaster, but that's a B1 battle droid blaster. I mean, that's nice. That's really cool. I mean, it's just a little all parts of the Buffalo type thing, but it's so cool to me. Little yeah. little things like this get me excited. I think you all know this. those of you listen on a regular basis, but 100%. this is super cool to me.
1: <laughs> OK, well back on the fortress is next it's Reva again maybe this is the same shot of all of that group of of Imperials coming out because she's in battle mode and it looks like it's the fortress in this scene at least and I'm yeah. at the minute and three second mark um nothing else really to add there except I, I like it I like the movements of the, that I'm seeing that's from the Reva
0: that's the typical you know lightsaber swinging you saw on the prequels yeah which makes sense because she would have been a, based on just what I know about Inquisitor, she would have been a defector, a defector from the Jedi Order in mm-hmm. order to survive. Because even Ezra is given the same ultimatum in Rebels. So it's just kind of neat to think, you know, the training is translated into the
1: dark side. It's just fun, fun yeah, stuff. 100%. Okay. The next shot is I'm going to butcher his name.
0: I, I practiced um, male
1: Nangiani.
0: You got it right. Yeah. I, I practiced I, his I, name today. I was like Kumel Nanji. I said yeah, it to myself. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't. I, I'm going speculation mode. This is the dead Jedi that gets hung in Tatooine. <laughs> big name like that to get just killed off that quick. Uh, well, I mean, big name actors want to be in Star Wars. And why not? Why not? Well, I'm not saying they don't.
0: I would just like, you know, Sam Jackson said, I'll be a stormtrooper to George. Mm-hmm. And he made him a daggum Jedi. So, I mean. I, I just don't want to believe that that's he's one and done like that, you know, sure. but I, I would go that. He is a Jedi.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He definitely he has look, that look.
0: He has a Jedi look about him just as a person, you mm-hmm. know, like I don't look like a Jedi, you know, I'm, a, I'm too scruffy to be a Jedi. I feel like, but nah. I, I'm okay just being rebel scum Texan, you know, that's, sure, that's sure. you know, so I'm, you're cool being, you'd be a Mando. You have to be,
1: I appreciate that. I'll you take ha- it. You'd this have to be. Way.
0: This
1: is the way, way. <laughs> great way. shot, though. I, I love seeing I love seeing who he was portraying revealed. Yes, I, I think that at least in my opinion, there's no doubt he's a Jedi unless he's just in full disguise. And he's yeah. acting as a I don't know, acting as a spy for the Empire for some reason. I, yeah, I kind of doubt that, though. But we'll see. OK, the next thing is like this handheld droid that honestly, when I saw it, I thought of Mickey Mouse. I think it's just because like the little flappy ears. <laughs> maybe that's just me I, it, well
0: yeah i see it but i didn't think that at all <laughs> to, it looks like two things to me you know those little pocket makeup things that like people have with the there's a little mirror on it
1: yeah and yeah a yeah, yeah, little yeah.
0: powder in there and all that i don't know what that's called it looks like that but it also looks like a bluetooth speaker like a like a portable bluetooth speaker to me a little bit but i but see it, that but it's still it's a droid and. Mm-hmm. I'm all for a new droid, you know, yeah. BD one was a great addition to Fallen Order. And, you know, this is whatever this guy is. It's great I think too.
1: that's what this dro- I think that's the inspiration behind yeah. this droid is. Yeah, BD. it looks like BD. Yeah, to me, looks it similar. Does. looks similar. OK, so next. So this is what I was thinking. I see the next shot is Reva on this. this Yeah. It's got just that atmosphere similar to the new planet location, which is called what DJ are you Dayu. so I I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the, I'm assuming she fails as far as getting him and capturing him. He escapes. Yeah, but yeah. that may that has me confused with the fortress scene that we were talking about earlier. Like, who is she going after in that moment? Because who else would it be other than Kenobi? Well, maybe we'll meet a new character. Maybe. I mean you just you just never know you know who we haven't seen O'Shea Jackson's character
0: oh I don't even remember who that is O'Shea Jackson I'm I'm blanking describe this person to me
1: I don't know what else Can he's he? in
0: <laughs> okay I don't I don't even know oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that guy yeah I know who you're talking about um
1: we haven't seen yeah. him there's another one that we haven't seen either, but I don't remember that guy's name. Anyway, well, I great mean, analysis here. I mean, they they
0: said that Jerry from Parks and Rec was going to be in this. Or no, the Mandalorian. In Mandalorian. Mandalorian, I don't expect to see him in the trailer. <laughs>
1: just fair enough.
0: It's Jim O'Hare. <laughs> like he's not going right. to be. You know, not that big a deal. Fair. But
1: anyway, <laughs> this was a great shot though. And then sh- Reva screaming at you can't escape him. Uh, let's go. And another thing that I noticed too is the way that she was saying Obi-Wan has me even more convinced that there's a connection between these two. She yeah. is aware of who this guy is with her former Jedi days. Yeah. I'm convinced at this point. Me too. Now, next shot in the trailer is a money shot. It's uh, Hayden Christensen's burnt to the crisp arm getting Darth Vader attachments. Love to see this.
0: I look at this. And I feel deceased. <laughs> like, you, you know that feeling like when you see something that's just so shocking, it just, you get a weird tightness in your stomach. That's uh-huh. how I feel right now. I've seen this trailer like 10 times. And I still like can't, I can't process it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I, think, I think my mind thinks I'm 10 years old again and watching Revenge of the Sith. I think that's what's happened. Because something weird and psychological is
1: happening with me when I see this image.
0: It's yeah. too cool. It's just cool. You know, I, just, I don't know how else to put it.
1: I just got a, an analysis thought okay. here. Oh,
0: do it. Say it.
1: Come on. Um, is Anakin Scott in, in the prequels? Okay. Is it his right hand that he gets a droid hand attachment on?
0: In episode two. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. He you loses they, his right you think they did that on purpose or is that, that just is, me being way too well if that is the is back that his of, right or left yeah that's that was right. the back of his that's hand. his right that's his right hand that we see no, the, the right
0: hand thumb goes up see he's, he he's
1: like he's like
0: is, is he like that that's that's a awkward
1: he's like this so what's your analysis though while we're talking
0: about i just think hands. it's cool i, I, oh, I mean okay the fact that it's the symmetry Just that there. Connection,
1: the symmetry okay it's like poetry well it
0: rhymes well not only that though but vader loses that same hand in revenge or return of the jedi because luke so maybe it's like a it's it's the trilogy of the glove of darth vader that's what it is
1: that, that's what it is that's what and it is, is <laughs>
0: there is a there is a book out there called the glove of darth vader and it's a it's a legends book have you read have you ever heard of this no It is the weirdest Star Wars book I've ever read, but it's meant for like a fifth grade reading level. But whenever you read, if you ever get a hold of this, it's really worth the read because Luke goes to like the crash death star site, tries to find it because there's like force powers on it. And I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, this is the glove of Darth Vader is what this is. And it's fantastic. Okay. I like it. Sounds good. (laughs) I know it's so, it's so silly. I know that, but it's just a cool moment. I don't, it's Hayden Christensen's arm. Yeah. You know, and I shouldn't be freaking out over a grown man's arm. Well, just Unless getting, it's like baseball. But like, just you know, this getting is the just tease cool. of,
1: of the tease of Vader coming back is is perfect. It's perfect. Uh, next it's right shot. Yeah. We've got the fifth brother and an additional inquisitor and an imperial officer. We'll keep moving along with that. Uh, we see the next shot. We see the purge trooper and we see some OG stormtroopers. Back on the fortress again. Oh, and Rev is on the far right. So this looks like a side view of the approaching yeah. of all of the squad yeah. approaching in that in the middle of that hangar. So again, I have no clue what's going on here, but I can't wait to figure it out. Next, we see Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi overlooking something. He looks quite um perplexed, if you will. And then we get the ending where we have the chest plate attached to vader we get the breathing and then we get obi-wan kenobi looking hurt Uh, just mentally hurt is kind of how i'm interpreting it maybe the only reason why i'm interpreting it that way currently is because it immediately follows the vader shot and which that immediately makes me think of oh obi-wan is has come to the realization that Vader is Anakin. If he hadn't already came to that realization or not before, but he's just having to deal with that. He's having to deal with that internally. So great stuff. And that's the final shot of the trailer. And the last thing is they used a red lightsaber this time for the Disney plus logo. Instead I, of a blue one. It's I really pointed cool.
0: that. At, I pointed that out in the reaction. I was like, Hey, it's red this time. <laughs> like, it's such a yeah. silly thing to like look at, <laughs> but yeah, I, these last four seconds, of actual shots, not, you know, uh, fonts. <laughs> it, 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 there's, I think a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. That, that deserves a little bit of uh, analysis. First, Obi-Wan, that shot of him looking upward. I think one of two things. He either sees Vader like up on a hilltop, like in that uh, poster that released yesterday, or this is where Qui-Gon actually shows up.
1: If, Qui- if
0: Qui-Gon's supposed to show up.
1: Man, see my the what I was thinking he was looking at was the hanging Jedi. It could be
0: that. I mean, it could be a yeah. lot of things. It can be Vader, you it could be Qui-Gon, it could be the Hanging Jedi, it could be Luke.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could.
0: You know, Luke, I think there's a comic where Luke takes the T16 Skyhopper as a kid and like goes on mm-hmm. a tour ride, and maybe Obi Wan sees that moment from afar or something. Yeah, Man. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm that's a that's big speculation. Mm-hmm but that image is really compelling to me because it could mean a lot of different things.
1: hundred percent. I agree with you.
0: And then the chest plate going in, I never would have thought that that would have been those, those forks going into yeah. him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That means every time he suits up, he's being stabbed. Mm-hmm. That's, ugh, that's freaky. It makes, that makes my stomach turn. In yeah. a bad way. I don't like that. That's I, I can't handle pain. So that would mm-hmm. mess me up. Man, and also, and I'm,
1: I'm sitting here paused on that frame, too. And I'm just now realizing that you can see like the skin, like his skin on the side and just, you can see his yeah. arm. I'm so, just now realizing that. So it's a, definitely a multi pieced upper body suit <laughs> that Vader has to, to wear. It's like if I'm Palpatine,
0: I'm thinking, do I really want to keep this dude alive? <laughs> yeah like that's what i would be thinking if it's this much effort but uh-huh. a, i guess the force power outweighs the necessity for him to live i mean not not, not to live but to yeah give him the apparatus you know and
1: you, it's gonna be so cool I, I don't know if they're gonna do this but it's gonna be so cool to see hayden christensen like hanging there essentially and you just see piece by piece put on him and we'll see like the acting performance of like his facial expression while all of that's going on. I bet he's just stoic. Yeah. Like he's just
0: like, like I can't act like he, he could, but like, he's just like, you know, he's just gritting and bearing it the whole time. You know, like he just, he, he's channeling the pain into the force, the dark side of the force to like Mm -hmm. deal with it. That's, that's what's going to look,
1: That'd dream cool. dream imagination here that I just got. Go. As each piece is going on him, we see a flashback of either him with Kenobi or him with Padme. <laughs> DJ's gone. Hold <laughs> <He's> on. Gone. <laughs> Gotta think. As each piece goes on. <laughs> take see a Hayden. second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you see Hayden's yeah. conflict, internal conflict. We see the, the the arm go on, and we see a cut to Hayden hayden's anakin with rosario dawson as ahsoka tano we see the chest plate go on and we see because you know the chest is the heart we see anakin with padme and and them young and in love and you can just see the like i said the emotion on hayden christensen's anakin skywalker as he is piece by piece covered up and no longer anakin skywalker anymore and he becomes the sith lord darth vader
0: i have to take a nap now (laughs) I'm blowing my mind right now, dude. I can't, <laughs> can you, oh my gosh, it'd be like Mandalorian when he has his flashbacks to being a kid and his parents uh-huh. get gunned. Do it like that. What you just said, I hope they did it like that because Deborah Chow was there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry <laughs> for our audio listeners. I know I'm being loud. I'm sorry, but that, oh my goodness. That is too cool. Everything you just said, <laughs> I want it verbatim tattooed right just on my face. That was just too, I, okay. per- I want everybody to know that is the coolest thing I've ever heard all day. I'm not going to tattoo go. that on my face, obviously.
1: But Here we go. This is another week where we got tattoos getting thrown in. I don't know how You to must say- really want a tattoo.
0: I really don't. I'm actually scared of getting a tattoo. And my wife, she's like, you're going to get the. She- my wife had made this design that like incorporated our initials and everything. And I was like, you're going to get the tattoo? I was like, no, probably not. Like, I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just I had to stop, obviously, and walk away because that's just too cool. I- <laughs> you just made my whole day, Caleb, with that.
1: Well, no, you know what's fantastic. too cool. It's Mando. The talk? Obi- well, Mando Talk, yes. Yeah. But I would <laughs> say the Obi Wan Kenobi official trailer is probably a little bit more cool.
0: No way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> way cooler than Mando Talk. But what's great about talking about uh Obi Wan is that you can you'll hear us talk about Obi Wan for a while here on Mando Talk. Yeah, you will. So take yeah, both those cool things and just make a sandwich. That's what this is. It's gonna be a good time. I don't know. Great what that time.
1: Means well and hopefully you had again another edition of mando talk hopefully you had a great time listening to it listening to our analysis listening to our discussion on all things star wars day um obi-wan kenobi and we can't wait to continue to cover some things it's about to crank up star wars is about to heat up star wars day was a heavy indicator that uh internet's going to be going crazy when obi-wan kenobi comes out and i can't wait for that discussion and i can't wait to be covering it with all of you guys um this is this is a show that so many of us have dreamed about since we saw revenge of the sith all that time ago we've had all this head canon being developed of oh what's obi-wan really thinking when he's on tatooine like what's he dealing with What's Vader dealing with as he's transitioning from Anakin, fully committed to the Sith Lord? Uh, Cannot wait to see this story be told. Uh, And again, can't wait to cover it. DJ, final thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners?
0: can't hardly come up with anything better to say than what you said about Vader flashbacks with putting his armor together. It's just too cool. Yeah. I mean... I think that this trailer as a whole is, is gotta be a top 10 star Wars trailer. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of great star Wars trailers, you know, got to do a new ranking. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give it a year or two, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming. So, you know, as long as y'all want to keep hearing our takes, we'll keep giving them, you know, but at the same time, this is such a cool trailer. And Mm -hmm. I know like the first 30 seconds was stuff that we'd already seen, you know? Yeah. But then that back half is where it pays off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like you had a – it's like baseball in a way. I think because I, I've been watching a lot of baseball, it's just on the brain. But it's like baseball, you know, you can start off your first few innings not doing so hot, but you come mm-hmm. in the sixth, seventh, you know, eighth, ninth innings, you can – you know, you can really bring it about. That's kind of how this trailer Dingers. was. Yeah, I mean, it was. This was one dinger after the other is what it was. Just home runs being hit yeah. all day long. Remind me of our, our tweeter and – Chiggers uh conversation,
1: <laughs> Tweeter and chiggers
0: Tweeter, Chiggers, Dangers. <laughs>
1: well, Have you seen of, that? Cool. Speaking of Tweeter, follow Mando Talk at Mando Absolutely. Talk on Twitter yeah. and follow sure. uh DJ at Rebelscom Texan on Twitter. I need to say
0: this. Speaking of twitter yeah, and also just social media. John uh-huh. Powell, the composer for solo, uh-huh opened his DMs today for 20 minutes on Facebook. Really? Did you not see my tweet? No. Oh my gosh, I, I caught it 16 minutes into that time period where his DMs were open. So I rushed over to Messenger and sent him a message really quick, and he responded. Really? Yes. It was
1: going to have to go see this. It
0: was, it was, it's kind of funny because he accidentally sent me the wrong message. Oh, but I I talked to John Powell today. (laughs) There you go. I talked to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to Harrison Ford. Okay. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good day for me. There you You go. Caleb's analysis of Darth Vader talking to
1: John Powell. (laughs) It's a good day. And it's Revenge of the Fifth.
0: Revenge of the Fifth.
1: Revenge of the Fifth. All right. What's tomorrow? How how can we make tomorrow a Star Wars day?
0: I think tomorrow's date is Revenge of the Sixth, and then it's in parentheses. Always two there are. I think that's (laughs) the. the,
1: Did you just make that up? No, no,
0: no. That's like a. That's a thing. (laughs) That is not. I can't take credit for that. Yeah, (laughs) that's a thing. And then I don't think there's anything on the seventh, uh, necessarily, but regardless you know it's it's a it, it's what tomorrow is supposed to be is <laughs> there's always two there are no more no less you know it's kind of that's kind of the uh, sure. i think the concept there
1: all righty well enjoy your days regardless of what tomorrow <laughs> or the next day or the next day is going to be we hope that you have a blessed weekend and we'll see you next week for our weekly star wars discussion all right let's get out of here as always we have spoken